You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good morning and hello, kids. Welcome to season three and episode number 58 of The Daily Beaver here on the Cryer Media Network. Today, recording day is Thursday, February 16th, 2023, and it looks like it will be a mostly sunny day with rain scheduled for the overnight here at the Beaver Lodge. And uh, if you look at the Chiron, if you're watching live, uh, we have some breaking news going on here. Uh, I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, he, Mr. Beaver A, and with me as always in my dear, <laughs> is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and Canadian Tarot. Dot com. And for people listening at home, the Chiron at the bottom was basically breaking the news that uh, fucker Carlson is an asshole. So, well, uh, sorry, uh, quote, a racist, racist, sexist, petulant, a-hole. We have to get the quote absolutely correct. Exactly. <laughs> but before we go any further, hello, Mr. Grizzly. How's your mental health today? Hey, Mr. Beaver. Uh, mental health is, seems to be in check. Uh, not 100%, but doing much better than I have been in the last few days. Uh, just Good a little tired this morning. Uh, a little tired. Didn't, didn't sleep well last night for some strange reason. Tossed and turned. Woke up several times. Uh, yeah. Yeah, woke up dehydrated because I was covered in sweat. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not completely fried myself because I was up at 2.30 the following morning because right Valentine's Day I fell asleep at 8.30 in the evening. Right. Uh, was up until about 1 a.m. Had no dip in energy at any point in the day. Wow. And uh, woke up at 6 on my own. No alarm. 
and I am, my eyes are not burning and no hangover. No, this is not normal. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I should not be feeling this energetic and chipper. I should See, not be bright eyed and bushy tailed. <laughs> I, 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 I can't explain it. Sometimes that's just the way the world works and the body works and, and you know, take it as it comes, right? What because I'm an optimist and I love things, see things on the positive side. I think it's because I've come to see you and I've come to see the kids. There and that's why that's right. I didn't tailed. Speaking of the kids, good morning, Kit Jillian. Good morning, Kit Saucy. Good morning, Kit Lazy Sunday. Good morning, Pete. I love you, mate. How are you? And good morning, Kit Elaine. And uh, Kit Jillian, thank you for uh, all the articles and things that you are CCing yes. us. You are sending us some news, things that uh, go below our radar that we spot. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Today in the headlines, there's a couple of things. I don't know how much we'll talk about because I think we've got a short one. Uh, but uh, the the budget has passed Toronto City Hall. Uh, Peter Point Dexter is in a bit of trouble because his party appears to have supported unilateral use of the notwithstanding clause within the provinces, even though they say they're against Bill 21, which is being mm -hmm. supported by the notwithstanding. In, in other words, he's very thirsty for Quebec votes. Because yeah. you only hike up your skirt that far, <laughs> that high up. I mean, the whole world can see he, the whole. Let's put it this way: it's a line from Abfab, but he's his he's got, he hiked his skirt up so high the whole world's his gynecologist right now. Okay, <laughs> on that one. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, and a whole bunch of other things. Hopefully, if we have time. But Mr. Grizzly, you usually have something to start us off with. Yeah, uh, this uh, is, a, is a headline from a few days ago that we never got a chance to discuss. I'm going to put this up on the screen. Danielle Smith's $100 million yes. gift to oil companies. From our friend David Clemenega. Yes. She lobbied for it, then as Premier delivered big bucks for well cleanups that firms were already obligated to do. So we're paying oil companies to do the job that they are legally required to do. To meet a condition that they had when they got the contract or the, the rights in the first place. I, she's a real see you next Tuesday kind of gal, isn't she? A hundred million dollars to, to billionaire oil companies, paying them to do the job that they're legally obligated as part of their contract they're supposed to do anyway. I, I, yep. But and this is no not the first time this has happened lobbies. either. I know, because they just walk away and leave them there. And then they go, well, yeah. what are you going to do about it? And the question is well, nothing, because you know, we sacrifice everything to the altar of oil. <sighs> Late stage right? capitalism is going to be the death of me. <laughs> it's going to be the death of many of us if they keep going this way. So we have another situation once again where, of course, you know, uh, the risks and the costs of taking care of the risks are being socialized. So again, don't tell us that conservatives don't believe in socialism <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they do. Uh, but uh, the profits, because the companies got to take all the profits, those were privatized, right? Yeah. And now it's well, time it's, to it's... take some of those profits and pay to clean up the mess that you made while making profits. And then there's also, oh, well, we don't, we're poor. We don't have it. Uh, our shareholders, uh, well, we've left already. Oh, it's been too long. Oh, we've got bankrupt or whatever, right? Whatever excuse it is. But Socialism for the wealthy and powerful, rugged individualism for the rest of us. 
Right. So there's an Alberta senator that's trying to get answers about the Ophrin well cleanup in the province and whether federal funding is being used properly to do so. On Monday, uh, Senator Paula Simon cited a report from the Parliamentary Budget Officer released in January that showed that more than half a billion federal dollars for orphan and inactive well cleanup has gone largely to energy companies. Mm-hmm. How many uh, orphan wells does Brett W. Wilson have? A lot. Yeah. And that's why every time there's a new leader, he rushes up to them and lips to butt press firmly. Right. Yeah. That's and why every new one you see those pictures, right? Yeah. I mean, we have all those pictures of him lovingly looking into Justin Trudeau's eyes, right? And, yeah. and I trolled him forever with that. You know what finally got him to block me? <laughs> oh, he blocked you. Oh, yeah, he blocked me because um, I suggested. It wasn't the fact that they were in a relationship. It's not the fact that he was loving him. It's not the fact that he was a love him and leave him, a serial mm-hmm. monogamist when it comes to <laughs> politicians that he's championing. Because it was my suggestion that he is the one that might be in the bottom on this relationship. Oh, that's it's the one that, that pissed him that's off. That's the one that got me blocked. Yeah. I, um, mm. And you know what? I, I would expect that. I can see JT as being a top for sure and Brett being at bottom. Absolutely. No question. He is a bottom feeder. So why wouldn't he? Mm. So, yeah. Well, at least politically he's on the bottom because yes. I mean, he's got pictures like that with Trudeau. He's got pictures like that with Kenny until he didn't like Kenny anymore. And now he's like, oh, Smith is the person who's going to do it. He's got questions. He's got peace. He's like, he's got his, he's French. Like every single one of them, like this, when he French kisses them like this, he French kisses down low and licks their colon clean. (laughs) Well, I I believe we call that the um, uh, Australian kiss, right? It's like a French kiss, only it happens down under. Ah, well, maybe Pete can tell us that. But all I'm saying is, like, his nose is browner than I am. So, next. (laughs) It's funny because it's true. So, uh, yeah, Senator Paula Simon said, uh, I asked the PBO whether any of that $556 million had gone to cleaning up actual orphaned wells. And I was informed by the parliamentary budget analyst that not one single orphan well in Alberta, not one had been cleaned up with $556 million of our money. Not one. But nobody does anything for Alberta. No, 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 no. We just Alberta supports all of Canada. Yeah. It appears that we just gave them $556 million that they could just direct transfer to oil companies. Well, it, it, th- this, we whining petulant, this whining petulant attitude that, that some people in Alberta have, that we, we support Canada, we want to end the transfer payments. Okay, transfer payments aren't a thing. Uh, your guy, Jay Kenney, along with your other guy, Stephen Harper, were the ones who rewrote the rules on that. All the funds go into a pool, and then it gets distributed to those who need it, the have-not provinces, right? It's, there's no transfer payments. General revenue dispersed as needed. Harper and Kenny rewrote the rules on that one, number one. First the, off, the number one. Yeah. They rewrote the rules, yeah. They rewrote the rules on that, number one. Number two, it is a myth that Alberta contributes all of the money to the Canadian economy. Yes, they contribute a lot. They do. They have high-earning individuals, no question. There's 4 million people in Alberta. There's 9 million people in the GTA. There's 15.5 million people in Ontario. And there's 8 million people in Quebec. The two provinces, the two biggest provinces in the country, 
with the two biggest population bases are the ones who contribute the most to, to general revenue, period. It's just sheer numbers. Yep. Yep. And uh, so it appears that the federal government allocated $1.7 billion to the cleanup of inactive and orphan wells with 1 billion of those going to Alberta. That was in 2020. Mm. So again, you know, when Alberta says that we never do anything, we're just building them a pipeline. And then we found a reason to just shovel $1.1 billion their way. We created we the, never do of the open wells thing. And, you know, we sent a billion and which they never acknowledged really getting. And it appears they didn't do much with to actually clean up an orphan well. So it was just a direct subsidy. Once again, we are directly subsidizing the 0% PST in Alberta mm-hmm. by schemes like this. Um, uh, the money is being handed out through the province's site rehabilitation program in stages. The Orphan Well Association was given a $200 million loan at the time. The parliamentary budget officer confirmed to CTV News that its analysts found that of the $1 billion in funding to Alberta, more than half had been given to large companies it considers to be viable. Canadian Natural Resources Limited received $102 million, Synovus Energy received $12 million, Husky Energy was given 16 Imperial Oil Resources was given 11.7. Kind of makes you wonder why CNRL got 102 It's almost like mm. 10 times more than anyone else. And given that uh, conservatives seem to be very, very upset with organizations getting $100 million in contracts like McKinsey, I'm wondering why they are not up in arms with CNRL getting $100 million with giving us very little to show for it. Seems like somebody should be looking to that $100 million if you actually care about $100 million. Or it's only 100 million like you've been showing lately, right? But it's only no, $100 million. But it, it was for oil. So it's different money. It's, it's, it's like cake at Christmas, right? It's calorie-free. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it, it's yeah. it's it's Canada money for oil, so it's not real money. It's not real. No. Right. It's not Albertans money, so they don't have to count for it or anything. Right. Right. It's, it's not my money. It's the government's money. Yeah, um, yeah. Can I can I correct you on that? The government's money is my money. It's mine. Stop yeah. pissing it away. Yes. In a statement, Canadian Natural Resources said the federal funding helped the company and others reclaim inactive well sites and support job creation. You're supposed to clean up the damn wells. It's it's part of your requirement. You it's, weren't supposed to support job creation or reclaim inactive well sites. You were supposed to clean up the damn wells. <laughs> it's not rocket surgery, man. Canadian Do your Nat- job. Now, I'm assuming that reclaim, they, mean by, they don't mean cleaning up, that they mean actually reclaiming the land. If mm. by reclaim they mean cleaning up, it doesn't seem there's much evidence of reclaiming if the word is intended in that sense, in that sentence. Canadian Natural Resources committed to the effective and efficient management of our liabilities and environmental footprint, including reducing the inventory of inactive wells through a robust program of well abandonment and progressive reclamation activities, the statement reads in part. For example, Canadian Natural abandoned 5,570 inactive wells in Western Canada from 2015 to 2020. There should not have been one abandoned. Mm-hmm. In addition to over 3,000 inactive wells abandoned in 2021, well, thank you for telling us just how reckless and uncaring you've been. That's an environmental disaster. Since 2015. That's eight years. Eight years of just leaving the mess behind and walking away from it. Even though they were contractually obligated. Do they think this is the early 1960s when you go to a picnic in the park and... uh, you know, when you get up to leave, you just shake all the stuff that was on your blanket off, like your beer cans and your garbage and your refuse, and just walk away. 
They think it's the early 1960s and you can do that. Oh, don't worry. It's not a big deal. It's a big world. No. It's not how it works. Clean up after yourself. Didn't, didn't we learn this as children? Clean up after your mess. You make a mess, you clean it up. Well, they're morally and legally bound to do this. It's part of the contract to begin with, to erect the well. You want to put up a well, no problem. You have to clean up after you're gone. Yeah, no, no problem. We'll do that. And then after the well runs dry, yeah, um, Not that. could you pay us to do this? Because we, we don't have the money. So what afford. about the profits? Oh, I has give them all to shareholders already. Yes. Yes, there's, there, I, there's I, none. I spent it. Can I there's has more, please? Can I has more, please? Yeah. It's just like Doug Ford. It's like, can I has money for health? What about the billions I gave you? All gone. Can I has more? Can I has more? Peace. Yeah. 4.4 billion in COVID funds gone. Oh, but let's not forget the 980 million he cut out of the healthcare budget this past year. Mm-hmm. But I'd like more, please. Yes. So uh, the conservatives, in an effort to try and suck up to Quebec, uh, how there was a motion in the House being debated, and it was tabled by the Bloc, uh, and it was a motion to, quote, remind the federal government that it is solely up to Quebec and the provinces to decide on the use of the notwithstanding clause. And if you can picture that in, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Yves Blanchet's really annoying, petulant, I'm going to do you how it happens over here in Quebec voice. Right. It is only up to Quebec to decide, and only up to Quebec to decide how things are going to happen with Quebec. Right? That stupid thing. So anyway, yeah, that was his thing. That it's only up to the provinces to decide how they use the notwithstanding clause. So apparently, even though we've all signed the, the Constitution, the federal government is not allowed to use it. It's only the provinces, and everybody else has to just shut up about it when they do. Now, amazing here how Quebec, who claims all the time that they've never actually signed the constitution, keep on invoking laws of a contract they've said they've never signed. I ask you to try that with your telephone service provider. Uh, You know know this thing that said I was going to pay this on this month? I'm going to, all the parts of the contract that says that you're going to give me the service, those ones I'm going to respect. But the one that says that I have to pay you monthly, the amount that you tell me, I'm not going to respect that one anymore. Yeah, I remember. uh, but, but, But... I haven't signed the contract, so I still expect I still I still ex- expect the services. Yes, well, I remember a bunch of years back when the students went on strike uh, because they were raising the the tuition costs. Which, and I supported the students in this respect. You know, it's like, come on, come on, let's get this uh, under control. Come on, we, we need post secondary education. An educated nation is a smart nation. But one of the one of their uh, slogans was, "This is a charter violation." I'm like. You, Violation of what charter? You didn't sign it. <laughs> you're not a signatory. That's the thing. It's like you can't say that you're a signatory and then say, I want the benefits of the contract I did not sign. Doesn't work that way. So whenever, and this is something that no government has challenged in court, but every time the Quebec government goes to court, it's like, why doesn't anybody argue, uh, yeah, you have de facto signed it. Mm-hmm. The first time you invoked its notwithstanding clause, you signed the constitution. So you can't say you didn't sign it anymore. It's, it's a verbal contract If you contract are invoking now. some of its clauses, you've signed it. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just haven't Over, written on it. But Since 1982, you haven't put your, your thing like this, but since it, I mean, you've put, your, you've put your pen all over it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you can't take okay, only what you want. 
it's another one of those myths, like the Alberta thing that like, you know, Pierre Trudeau came and destroyed everything because of price controls. Well, you know what? Yeah. You know, when the prices were going up, you didn't make as much as you could. But when prices went down, you didn't lose as much as you could either. Yeah. So, um, All right. so that? that's the whole point. But this here, <laughs> it's right. And then you got this whole mythology. Well, this is the other mythology, right? On the other side of the spectrum, right? He's coming for you. Right. Only us, only we have the right to, you know, to invoke the notwithstanding clause and, you know, like, but we didn't sign the contract like this. Take that to the bank that like, we never signed this. We're using it left, right and center like this. And we keep on going to court on it, but we've never signed it. <clears throat> wink. Wink. Yeah. So uh, the motion uh, failed, of course, 142 to 174. But the reason why it got 142 votes is because the members of the Conservative Party of Canada decided that they were going to vote for it. Right? States' rights, province rights, Republican, that type of thing. Now, motions do not have teeth. They do not have force of law. They're just meant to initiate a discussion on a given subject in the House. And it gives a signal, Right? So it's often like opposition parties, when they have opposition days, they'll present motions and they're usually there to like to lay some markers for whatever campaign is going to come next. Um, so uh, it appears that after this happened, that the conservatives had to do some damage control because, for example, groups like the World Sikh Organization of Canada mm-hmm. suddenly had issues. Because they too are affected, right? When we think about Bill 21, we keep on thinking about the Muslim community because that's the one that was primarily targeted and then everybody just got lumped in to say, you know, we're not racist or religious supremacists, so we'll throw in the Jews and the Sikhs with it. I guess. And we'll say Catholics are affected. Like this, if the cross that they wear over their shirt is too big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so just to say that we're being even. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, during a news conference, uh, finance critic, uh, I'm going to massacre this name, uh, Yasraj Singhalan sidestepped questions regarding Bill 21, while Pierre-Paul Hoos, the party's main Quebec representative, called the debate a waste of time. Uh, I have not seen the press conference, but based on what's being reported on the news, it was a disaster with the people essentially running away from the presser because it had become very clear that they couldn't answer Mm-hmm. Inconvenient, inconvenient questions. Well, here's one for them then. Somebody posted that on my timeline and said it never gets old. That, I agree. That's that, that was Julian. That yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that but was, for people, that's, uh, that's where it's from. Yeah. For people listening at home, we just did a little palate cleanser with the prime minister pushing his hand through his wind disheveled hair. <laughs> during his pressers, uh, oh. during the days of the uh, COVID, oh. uh, were I we shut you. down when that took place? I don't <laughs> know if we were in the shutdown. Yes, uh, yeah, we were shut down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, chew, daddy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it appears that they are having some difficulties. Uh, the National Council of Canadian Muslim CEO Stephen Brown, whose organization challenged the law and says it's discriminatory, said 
The conservatives' two positions cannot be reconciled. You can't have your cake and eat it too, he said, pointing to Quebec's actions. It comes down to a very simple question. Do we live in a country where your government can take away your rights without any justification whatsoever? That's the fundamental question that everybody needs to answer. And according to conservatives, the answer to that is yes. Gee, I wonder why. Mm -hmm. Probably because they'd like to use that power? Maybe a little bit. Freedom to live as we tell you to. <laughs> Using the notwithstanding yeah, no. clause to make sure you do. Today's Conservative Party. It's <laughs> last night with a freedomer on Twitter. <laughs> trying to trying to gaslight me into telling me all the things that took place in my neighborhood never happened. Uh, I'm just no, 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 not not happening. You're not going to gaslight us. No. I was there, not I witnessed today? it. It took place. Not today. Mm -hmm. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. Um, some polling stuff that might be a little interesting, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, looking at the polling aggregators, um, as we mentioned, uh, the Conservatives seem to have been opening up a lead at some point uh, with uh, the various little mistakes. We had uh, the goof up the cell phone on C21, the gun bill, and then Mary mm -hmm. Ings. A uh, little ethical thing. And then there were more. And uh, we started having this big gap, as you can see right here, that opened. It's, well, it started mm -hmm. here, about six, seven weeks. And then it started to adjust. Now we're starting to revert to the mean a little bit here. The gap was up to six points at one point, And now it's uh, back down to three uh, with the conservatives rising. But look who has taken a little dip here. Yeah. So it seems that Canadians, if it becomes very clear to them that there might be a possibility of a conservative government, the NDP vote is not really all that committed and really ready to bail. Because this is about the same amount. Yeah, it's uh, jumping ship, eh? Yep, jumping ship. Uh, the PPC, they're still sliding, so Pierre is still their guy. The Greens, slowly but surely, very slowly but surely, are rising. Mm -hmm. um, the block a little bit now too. Um, but that's the national number. Now here's the thing that I'd want you to see that's really interesting in terms of the federal polls themselves. Uh, and uh, Nanos came out with some, oh, this did not work. Let's try that again. I'll bring it back up when you get Nanos uh, came up with some numbers yesterday. And Nanos has been making the news lately because if you look at their three most recent uh, data. So in November, mm -hmm. uh, is that three? One, two, th one, two, three. Yeah, Sorry. Three. Yeah. November. Uh, it showed the liberals with 31, the conservatives with 30, the NDP with 20. Then in January, it showed the liberals with 28 and the conservatives with 36. And out of all the pollsters, it was the one that had the biggest spread. Mm-hmm. The time at that time, there was one from Abacus data that came out a little later showing the liberals at 29 and the conservatives at 37. Um, but that was the biggest spread, like far away, right? We had five points, three points, sometimes six, but mm -hmm. you know, boom. Uh, and then within the space of just a few weeks, Nanos just came up with numbers on the 10th, we're at 33 33 again. The gap is completely closed. And Polara, which seems to be a new company that's doing federal polling. Uh, because they don't have a rating yet, also showed up at 32.32. 32. Um, 
that's really interested. Uh, and I already see the comments right off to the bat. Remember, all posts of a biased and crooked and serve the person footing the bill and promotes voter apathy. That is not true. That is not you know, true. Well, I, I, you know what? You know, I don't care for polls, uh, especially, look, around an election. Sure. There's not an election for like, what, two more years? No. The, the polls only have one purpose at the moment is to let you know where we've been. And to take mm. some temperature at this moment, you can't make any predictions based on it. But I always understand like this. We always hear the same thing every time we mention polls. Well, nobody called me. Well, they're always skewed. They're always biased. No, they're not always biased because the data, the, the reason why polls are not biased for the most part, unless you're a terrible polling company, is because your data is your propriety information and your methods are your propriety information. And if you start screwing up with that, then you've got nobody to sell your data to. The only thing you have is your reputation in a polling company. You, if you start skewing your stuff, you basically start going down the list or you basically have a pool of very specific clients that everybody knows is crooked right off the bat. So I understand that people don't like what polls say or whatever. They don't like bad news or not, but to just dismiss polls by saying that they're all crooked and they're all... There are good companies, there are bad companies, there are better companies. Uh, but after a while, you know, you get to know who's who. And if you're following aggregators rather than individual companies, then you are getting a better number, right? So just, I mean, it's an easy target. But if you study this, because there's actually real science <laughs> well, this, and right? Because, and check and this most comment of the starting from, data for all polling for selection samples come from the census. Check this comment from BB I just put up on the screen. PP has been campaigning for over a year now for a non-existent election. Poll is a snapshot, a freeze frame. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. He has been yeah. campaigning for a non-existent election. Keeps wanting to run for prime minister, which isn't a thing. Yeah. Nobody runs for prime minister, including the prime minister. It's not how our Westminster system of parliamentary democracy works. Yep, and I'm you vote exactly. for your member of parliament, and the leader of the of the the leader yep. of the party can ascend to the position of prime minister. But the party leader doesn't necessarily have to become prime minister; they can yeah. defer to someone else. Yes, and it's like the comment came back: still a snapshot in time. Of course, it's a snapshot in time. That's exactly what it is. That's all mm -hmm. it is. That's all it's intended to be. But it, because it's a snapshot in time, doesn't mean that it's skewed or that it's untrue or that it's lies. It's what was said at the time. And by the time the poll comes out, that time has already passed. <laughs> so, <laughs> <yeah, I'll> just <laughs> Right? You got it. Polls are not wrong. The way that people are interpreting polls and the way people sell polls and the way that people cover polls are wrong. That's why I'm doing it this way. So I can help walk you along through it. So, so you have these two. We're, we're tied basically. So we've reverted back to the mean. And one of the reasons for that may be the issue of healthcare, because when uh, Nano specifically was looking um, at uh, what are the bigger issues right now that are top of mind, uh, a lot of them were tied in a pack, but healthcare sort of emerged over the last few weeks. Over the last four months, there's been about like a a several point increase. So basically when you're looking at the subjects, healthcare is at 22 as a top priority and the next one comes in at 13, right? Well, what have we, what have we, we've been talking about for the last few weeks, mostly healthcare. Yeah. And 
premiers came in and made all their big statements and then they had they were told for two hours what it was going to be and then they basically said okay yeah we'll take that <laughs> so uh that's big points scored there and that's probably what uh, has reverted uh the things to the mean and the fact that the conservatives can't stop screwing things up and the fact that maybe there's some provincial stuff with regard to Ontario in the green belt and then the stag and doe party and then John Tory resigning, which probably wouldn't be in those numbers, but will show up in future numbers that if the overall brand is crap and the overall brand is crap, um, that, you know, while you might rise a little bit while the liberals shoot themselves in the foot, eventually you will come back down because, well, your brand is shit. Mm-hmm. So, just some interesting data here where people were uh, starting to worry when they saw the gap open. And it's just like, again, as we keep on saying on the, on the show, um, Skippy does not benefit from time. The more you know him, it's you don't, you don't love him the more you know him. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. Give it some time, things will revert, and uh, hopefully if uh, the liberals uh, are able to present a budget, uh, oh, which is also the other, the other interesting development, is that uh, the Bloc Québécois, Blanchet, has already come out as saying that he probably won't support the budget because of the health care deal, and mm. since the Conservatives will never support the deal, and all the, the NDP is already isolated, and Blanchet is actually stirring the pot, he's being this little bitchy self, he's stirring the pot again, so he's basically challenging Jagmeet Singh to vote against the budget since he says the health care deal is unacceptable. So he's basically saying, well, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? We're voting against it. He's like, he's come out first, right? So mm-hmm. now the NDP is in a little situation of, well, how do I still vote for this budget? Because it's a confidence matter and he has a confidence and supply agreement unless he finds a reason not to support it. And the federal government giving money to health care, pharma care was a condition, but more money to health care was not. And his way out seems to be, he says, well, you know, we said very, we said very clearly that we want this money being tied to hiring more people. Hmm. So it's not going to be the quantum and it's not going to be the dollar amount like this. And, and the amount that was already the whole amount of 196, there was already like 1.7 billion, I think for hiring health support, personal yeah, 1.7 or something like that. That was apart from all the other money. So, I mean, that part's already done. We, we need to back up for just a split second. Okay. Uh, Lachlan Cross, did you hear mm-hmm. what Douglas just said? It's not a coalition. It's a confidence and supply agreement between the NDP and the Liberals, not a coalition government. Yeah, it's simply just, an agreement that on motions of confidence that could take the government down that you're going to support them and on anything else you can. And there's no ministers, there's no portfolios, and there's no nothing. It's just, not it's a just coalition. an agreement for having predictability Mm-hmm. And that the government is going to go for a certain amount of time that, you know, that you're actually going to have one or two or three years to, for some of the things that you put in place for the, in the first year to actually develop and follow through rather than putting things in place in one year and then going to an election and having them risk to be dismantled immediately as soon as you start putting them together. I've got a quick soundbite from Doug Ford and then I've, we got to wrap up because I have to okay. get into the office, but I uh, thought I'd share this for those of you who haven't seen this yet. Um, this, mm-hmm. this is, uh, this is yes, a thing yes. of beauty. But folks, I'll tell you, if uh, a left-wing mayor gets in there, we're, we're toast. But folks, I'll tell you, if uh, a left-wing mayor gets in there, we're, we're toast. Dr. Penfield, <sighs> I love the smell of burnt toast. 
Oh boy. Dougie, Who likes you are toast, toast for breakfast. You are toast. You are toast. Because if the green belt thing wasn't bad enough, the stag and doe is definitely, definitely, definitely going to get you because there's no way you can get around that. And stag and does, right? Inviting 600 of your closest developer friends to give buy $150 for a ticket. And then I heard there were also like charity raffles and draws. And then, of course, there were donations that were mm-hmm. hoped for. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's stuff. That's something grandma can understand. That's like that's $16 orange juice. Toast for breakfast, anyone? Huh? Toast for breakfast, anyone? <laughs> so yeah, and on that one also, the, you know, he did his presser and he was like, "Well, uh, y- you know, uh, Colin, uh, you know my family, and we're okay, and you know, we wouldn't do anything like." like Basically, you know, there was nothing wrong here. Like, just take my word for it. You know our family. Like, even whether it's Ford Fest or whether it's this, we invite our people. Like, nothing in that whole response had anything to do with the fact that that you had 600 developers with whom you do business at your home for the sole purpose of giving money to a family member, right? Because the stag and doe party, I had never heard of this before. But it's not, it's not the wedding reception, and it's not the bachelor party, and it's not the bridal party. It's a party before all of that to actually raise enough money to have the wedding. This, Doug Ford is not... You've Doug, never heard of that before? I'd never heard of it before. No. No, never heard of it. Oh, yeah. Doug it's Ford been is not decades. Actually not, I'm not starving for money. He doesn't need donations to pay for his daughter's wedding. No. He's a he's multimillionaire. Rich, he's rich AF. So... Yeah. This, this stinks to high heaven, and he's he got is. no answer. Right. And he's got no answers, and that's why he's doing the whole folksy well, gee, you know, you know my family, you're like this, you know, we're up on we're on the up and up. You could trust us if we have a look. No. No. This is going to sink him. This is going to sink him. This is the one where you were dog like a dog on a bone. Sink him. Because oh, yeah. we found the we found the part on the body where it hurts. Now press. Keep pressing. Make him scream. All right, kids. That's the end of this episode of The Daily Beaver. <laughs> yes. Bring on the dildo of consequences. No, 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 not that one. The unlooped one. Yes, this is a special <laughs> occasion. <laughs> unlooped dildo of consequences. No, no, bring out this special dildo. <laughs> the unlooped one. Tonight we celebrate. Uh, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Podcast. We hope you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Remember that sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. So uh, let your peeps know about us. And because democracy is something that you do, if you could uh, make a little donation to the Red Cross to help our sisters and brothers in Syria and Turkey, uh, that would be a very, 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 very nice thing for you to do and right neighborly as well. If you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Cryer Media Network as well as Beaver Grizzly Friendly Platform. Stars and reviews are appreciated. And uh, thank you to everyone who had kind words for uh, me on my appearance on the Dean uh, Blundell show yesterday and for Mr. Grizzly appearing on Blackball. Right? There yeah. You go. yeah, thanks. It was so, fun. Yeah, and uh, we had another interview with our uh, our friend Jake uh, yesterday. Our first promotional interview, uh, not within the network. So that yeah, was it's, it's out an outside. Yeah, it was a lot yeah. of fun. Real, we got, we got it was a lot of fun. Little, pardon? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. He's a really good guy. I yeah. like him a lot. Yeah, thanks, we, Jake. We really appreciate it because I think he was in the chat earlier. He was watching earlier. Okay. He, he likes to get up and watch the show too. So yeah, so uh, we got to talk a little Canadian and U.S. politics and a little bit of history as well, which was which was fun. 
It's great. So when it comes up, we'll let you know where it is and where to find it. Uh, we love to hear from you. Reach us on the Fast de Book at True North Eager Beaver, uh, on Twitter at True Eager, or by email at True North Eager Beaver at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to us via our pod page, podpage.com slash the True North Eager Beaver with the hyphen between each one of those words. And uh, when we have something fresh off the bandwidth, we'll s- send it to you. And there it is. There's Jake. Kit, what you can do, saying it was a blast. It, it was. We had a great time. Thank you, sir. Uh, why not subscribe to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel? That helps us up big time. We see that the numbers are going up and that you're helping us. So uh, thank you so very much, Kits. I did it right this time. Uh, well, no, no, no didn't. I'm the other way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's that the other corner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, anyway, it's right there, right there. For a dancer, I'm very directionally dyslexic. <laughs> it seems. Uh, well, we're not mirrored, right? right so it can be mirrored. confusing. Like yeah. it's right there. That's where the button is, right there. There you go. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You sort of well. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. uh so uh yeah smash that button uh, smash all the buttons right and if you're listening to us on a platform that allows you to uh, give us stars and reviews please do and where mr grizzly was pointing if you're watching that's our qr code that you can scan to reach our tip jar which if you are listening is at our coffee page coffee ko-fi dot com slash eager beaver all in one word that's ko hyphen fi.com slash eager beaver all in one word and you can buy a pint for mr grizzly or a cup of hot chocolate for me and we would very much appreciate that uh, we can't do this well yeah actually i mentioned that so we can't do this without your support so thank you very much and finally uh we've got that merch 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 if you like to wear your eager beaver pride then we have mr grizzly civic tees and eager beaver pride tees and eager beaver halloween tees if you want to get early or eager beaver crispy tees because you know there's only about 300 days and you've got a plan so go to our site crier.co oh we don't have that on a shirt though kids no <laughs> no that's just to just just to piss off the uh, rwnjs Ooh, hello, True Daddy, once again. Uh, so go to crier.co slash crier-media-shop and click on all the buttons that lead you to the True North Eager Beaver merch, and you can get yourself some fabulous today. Ah, Mr. Grizzly, what are your words of wisdom? Uh, I'll just leave you with this, I think. Um... New York and Japan. There, uh, just leave them with that. So yeah, kids, <laughs> like this, whenever where the world gets a little too tough, just take a moment and pass your hands Brush through your hair. your hair. And even if you don't have any hair, just wipe your forehead. I still do that all the time. No hair and I still do it. Yeah, and like close your eyes a little bit when you do it and just give it a little shake. When I used to have shoulder length hair, I had a mullet at one point in time, and I occasionally would put it into a, you know, tie it back into a ponytail. And I find myself once in the blue moon reaching for something that hasn't been there in like 15, 20 years. Phantom you hair. Know. Yeah. When did I cut my hair short? Mid 90s. So I keep reaching for something that's no longer there. Yeah. And I know after I shave, the, after the beard is gone, I'll, I'll, I'll be doing this for a while just because you're you know, yep. phantom. Yep. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying until next time, dear kids, it could be a tough world out there, so please be kind to and gentle with yourself. Have a fabulous day. Mr. Grizzly, please roll the credits, sir. 
You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver Podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Go forth and be fabulous. Take on the world, kids. Quick note, I've got a new music show coming up soon. A jazz show will be released in the next two days. And I've got a four-hour-long music podcast, uh, Songs and Stories, Volume 93, Anthems, Part 2. I should have that out by Monday or Tuesday next week. It's going to be a good one. And we're working on a flagship show that we hope to have completed tonight. And Saturday we have our podcast. So please, kids, join us. We'd love to see you. No politics. None. None on the podcast. Just friendly chat. Bye. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com.